Why are you even, you got, you're so judgmental. You are, that's not, it's in your eyes too. It's like a disease. You have a judgmental disease, Candy. All right, I'm I'm the dumb one for sure. It's me. I gotta admit, I just put the you know the thing that goes on your phone, the little tabby deal where you put your fingers. I put it the wrong height, and now my thumb can't stretch down to the bottom of the screen. So instead of saying "got it" for my Zoom meeting, I pressed "leave meeting." Completely. It's my no, it's my fault for how I put the popping on. Don't give again with the judgment. I didn't did I say it was it was the poppet's fault? I mean it is. But I put the poppet on. I could drop it down lower. Yeah, are you recording yet? Jesus. Is, is Jason even in here? That's a motorcycle driving away. Who said what? Is my headphones down? No. There, Jason. Yeah. I can hear you now. I thought I was talking to nothing for the longest time. No, I'm here. Listen to me be stupid, and I have no idea you're there because I got my volume all the way down. Oh, technology. I must... <laughs> crazy, dude. Technology. Do you know about it? Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, for a minute there, I realized, it, I don't know, I guess a poppet is a technology. The poppet was throwing me off. My wife's trying to say I'm blaming the poppet. No, I'm blaming myself for putting the poppet in the wrong position that my fat thumb can't reach down to the bottom of the fucking screen. And too damn lazy to just press it with my other hand because I think I was holding the coffee or whatever. I left this meeting three times. That's why I'm, I'm getting back to saying, I guess. I've already <laughs> left this meeting three times. Oh, Okay, my voice is way louder than yours. What am I? I can adjust here, babe. Did that help at all? Should I adjust my mic? Yeah, we might need you to turn it up a bit. You got all that whole professional setup, bro. How's that sound? All right. Is that perfect? Much better. I like it. I have my volume on the mic channel lowered, so it's all good. We're yeah, you got a whole professional go. setup. I, I know. I got... what, what are you? What are you recording? Um, I'm rap and record my guitar playing, and I have a track I'm working on right now with the bass player of Static X. So, I re is I, that fucking awesome? Right, I uh programmed the drums. Um, he did the bass and another guitar track, and then another my one of my other buddies DJ. Uh, is playing ambient guitar on the track. I'm waiting for my other guitar player. You said you, you play guitar on this track. Yeah, I have a, a three-string electric guitar that I play, um, and I just do rhythm guitar. So. Jason, welcome to Straight to Point Completely Off Topic. Well, thank you for having me. Dude, this is why I'm having you, and I'm already into it, and that's why I'm excited about it. I also... Uh, I, I, Jimmy uh, pulled out. We're going to do it later today. So I got to cram two of I, I saw the opportunity, though. We were texting back and forth. And this is exactly why uh, 
I want you here is because of this. I had no idea you play guitar. Oh, yeah. Uh, skateboard, play guitar, tattoo. Well, I, I've known all, all that. these. Well, there's probably more, actually. All these things that you've done that amaze me. Because by anybody's standard or definition, you should not. No. Yeah. You should not be able to. It's like uh, they say the bee or whatever is not aerodynamically supposed to fly. Yes. Okay. That's that's like some bullshit and it's just some meme thought. But whatever. Now that the rest of the world believes it, that's basically that's kind of you. Like, do you do these things because it is imagined that you can't? No, I just do it because I believe I can, just like the bee flies because he can believe he can fly like a reindeer flies because it believes it can <laughs> <Okay>. fly. <laughs> um, you think Santa Claus is just just blowing Disney movies up those those reindeer's butts? Yes. Believe in yourself, Rudolph. Believe in yourself. We oh, need man. more. Uh, we need more movies and people and speakers to tell the next generation to believe in themselves because there's so much negative that's just telling mm-hmm. these younger the younger generation and us that we can't do anything well there i think there's going to be a special spot like man with all this ai stuff i think that's just the new that's our evolution yeah the humans are are, are default like because i don't know what it would be like me going through school. And I guess I really don't know if school ever did shit for me, to be completely honest. I, think I mean, I can drive down a road without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think school was basically a, a prison for kids. They get us out of our parents' hair for like six, seven hours. That was about it. Teachers are loving us right now. Right. I don't <laughs> think I really learned that much in school. Uh I started really mm-hmm. learning things, especially like with geography and everything. When I started touring the country and the world, then I started figuring out where uh, things were mm-hmm. and what history to certain parts of the country were. So I think uh, I learned more hands on. I'm not a oh show me this and I'll learn it. I have to hear it see it and do it so I can learn it and keep doing it. And somehow that, well, I I guess we're now we're talking about schools and maybe I'm getting off topic really, but we're just talking about whatever, but I get what you're saying. I think I get what you're saying. (laughs) I, 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 the the schooling that I use in my day to day, not that I'm everybody, God bless. Nobody has to be, you know, this guy and I don't have to be them. Thank, thank, thank the Lord. But uh, I don't know how much of it I actually use. If anything, I use the processes of learning, right? That yeah. I learned in there of memorization or whatever. And um, going through the fucking motions of just being in an eight hour trap time schedule, <laughs> like punching the clock, teaching yeah. you for that. Um, uh, and then they weed the art out of it. And and you're left with just that punching the clock, right? Without the thought outside of it. Well, I guess what I'm saying, if I had to go back to school now, uh, I'm reading all this AI stuff. I don't yeah. know if I would ever take a test again. I would just program that shit. I would learn how to be a real good programmer of questions into AI <laughs> and just let it do all my papers and all that shit for me. Right? That would be... So and much then, easier. I don't yeah, think and then if lean back I went back to remember, school. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think if I went back to school, I would like it too much because uh, going touching the topic of taking like art out and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like that's really what got me through school, man. Um, I enjoyed and I looked forward to going to art. I had a teacher in high school that got me out of classes all the time because he knew I hated them. And yeah. he was like, oh, you're my aide. I need you to run copies for me. So I'm like, cool, thanks. That guy got me through school. <laughs> I follow. <laughs> and no surprise that now you're an artist. Correct. In 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 more than one. Now, I, I haven't touched on your handicap yet, but part of the amazing part about you is that i was we were saying or touching on i guess a little but that you should not be able you don't have the same capacity as everybody yeah uh in uh, a normal standard sense uh for a person with arms and knees and stuff like that the things i do most people kind of scratch their head like how do you do that? And on top of that, you make it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> now it's you have you're missing all radial. Yeah, I miss is that yeah. Okay. Um, my tar condition syndrome. is tar syndrome, and it's short for thrombocytopenia with absent radius. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a fancy word for shortened of limbs and being anemic. So Possibly. quite a quite a hand yeah so i got and with this condition you can have short arms the the well no i mean quite a hand at poker i guess but yeah yeah you, you have, <laughs> i didn't mean physically i'm sorry i was just saying this deck's kind of stacked bro this deck is fully stacked i got the 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 quadruple whammy dude uh people with my condition mm-hmm. um sometimes they only have like arms or hands down to where your elbows are and one arm may be longer than the other one and they have knees um and working kidneys i got the 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 stacked deck shorten short arms uh that protrude out of my uh shoulders the knees were not were fused and i could not move them so they had to break my legs when i was a baby and that's why i have to wear braces and they broke your legs for what? So that you had mobility or something? Okay, so when I was born, um, do you remember being in school and having to sit in Indian style? Mm-hmm. I was born sitting in that position, and my legs were fused. They could not get out of that position. So about oh, till I was like five, um, I would hop around on my butt. and You were like in that. that position, in that Indian position? Yeah. Until you're um, five? Yeah. Then and they, they, is it technology caught up or you pass a certain uh, threshold that they could do the operation? It was um they I think they were waiting um for certain levels to stay at a certain range or because at the uh, same time you have a deficiency in your kidneys. Yeah. Um I was born with dysplastic kidneys, so I was on dialysis since birth, and then around seven years old. I had gotten my first transplant in 97 that lasted for about 10, 15 years or something like that. Then it uh, stopped working. Then I went back on dialysis for two years. 
Uh, then they found me another transplant that worked for about six, seven years. Um, and then are you a harder person to find transplants for possibly too, because of your size? It's not the size Mm -hmm. it's, um, they're called, um, antigens or whatever. And the more times you're transplanted, the more antigens you have and, they have to flush them out and get them out. Um, and it's usually harder. Because they so, will fight the new organ. Correct. So I could technically have a third one, but I'm 37 years old and I'm not good at taking my medicine all at the same time every day. <clears throat> so I, uh, I'm just going to stay on dialysis until, you know, maybe they get this bionic kidney work going. Cause Okay. Uh, if they do that, then I won't have to take the uh, the anti rejection medicine. And man, when I was on those, it they would they tore my stomach up. I yeah. did not like them at all. I've heard that being on that in some cases, it's like a um, a prison sentence to your house too, with the fear of ever going outside and experiencing some kind of virus or something. That, Especially that, with this day and age that we're living in, with uh the COVID or whatever, and all these other crazy uh, bacterial infections that are coming up, the the medicine just makes your immune system so weak. I wouldn't be able to go to tattoo conventions or go really go outside for a long time. And I wouldn't be able to skateboard anymore. Are you still skateboarding currently then? Yeah, I've taken a, um, a little break. I hurt myself uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh especially i'm sorry from- to laugh but when you say i take a little break I'm like, well, what do you mean you took some time off or you broke something no i'm taking some time off because i did hurt something um right, right. and, and that, on yeah. top of that my levels weren't good from the hospital so i just haven't really i'm like been in like a relaxing healing mood until mm-hmm. uh the next show after philly which I guess yeah. let's just touch on for a little while and I have too much negativity and angst over it, but it does. I like, God bless you people. When you, when you're not a douchebag, when you right. can see through your job that you are experiencing humanity, you're taking part in this, this experiment we're calling civilization and you're helping your fellow man. Yes. But when you are being a fucking can I, I can say when you're being a, maybe I shouldn't, when you're being a terrible human being, that's what I'll say. There you go. <laughs> Through your security position job. Yes. And because of your paperwork, you want to ride down on somebody and treat them as though they're not special. When let's be fucking honest, dude, you're special. You're hey. fucking like, like this motherfucker. I'm, I guess I should explain some of the circumstances, but you guys are going to the booth. You're an artist. You have a badge for the weekend, but it's at the booth. Your other friends have their badges. Yeah. And they just met up with you. You just got in. There's special limitations to every fucking moment of your. This part gets me, I guess, why I'm angry about it. It, And at that point, any motherfucker should be able to overlook something. If somebody were trying to get somebody in to the show, um, in some kind of nefarious way, I guess, for some nefarious purpose. Yeah. It's most likely not going to be you. 
It's no. not somebody with TARS syndrome. And no. also, if it is, like, honestly, fucking, you get, a, you, you get and you deserve a special uh, parking place. <laughs> but how about you get free admission to fucking places? They let kids under 12 and shit in sometimes. Like, this, I don't know. That's that's me. Maybe I'm going above and beyond. And I, but I don't feel I am. And, and no, I know not. that you don't want me to necessarily because you're like, well, I'd rather probably be treated equal, but making my life easier brings yeah. me a step closer to equal. Cause there's no amount of, I mean, with you already know, I don't know. No, I, I'm lost on it because what the security guard did was she made you who was also in an anemic state and low blood sugar at the time, wait while your friends traversed all the way up to their booth and made it all the way back Yes, with your badge so that you could come in, prove to her that you were an artist. And she also made a claim that, that really pissed Dumont off. I'm getting his name right. Dumont, right? Yes. I was thinking of Cafe Dumont. But he, <laughs> it like, because you're an artist and you may not look, I guess, like you could be, but that's the fucking amazing part. That's the special. That's the that's why you're on the show. Right. And yes. when he said he's an artist, he's with us. She said he's an artist or something like that. That was what his retelling to me might not have been the way it went down. She might have said it differently. She but it's probably, definitely the way he heard that shit. She probably was like, he's an artist and chuckled. She was uh, trying to she was like being real nice, but she was also being a real asshole with her uh body language and stuff because she was trying to hide it with saying hun and please and all this stuff but she was being a jerk that day especially when you got the mc of the show and the guy that puts on these shows Troy. sitting there telling her uh hey he's our dude he's you know we no, know you mean troy and carl were both there with and told her to yeah. overlook that yeah so long story short i'm getting making it too long because i'm angry i'm sorry i'm calming down let's do it's a show okay. now. the important part is like don't feel bad helping people out uh throughout, throughout life and if you see a visible handicap then don't feel bad about helping them you're not necessarily if, if someone says hey i got it and they don't want you to by all means let them take care of it but like you're not making them less than you. You're helping bringing them up to the ease of day or even just sharing with them a, a look, right? Like a lot of times people will see a uh, handicap and for their own um, comfort, they'll look away or not want to be around it. Most I'm sure you're people, familiar with that. Yeah, most people to me that are physically able that have arms and knees and stuff like that are disabled because they have a poor mindset. That's all disabled is. If you have a poor mindset and you can't get over certain things, you're disabled. Well, there's something about you that helps me get over my disabled as I sometimes and I do all the time get depressed about silly things that I have a hard time sharing because logically I, it doesn't almost make sense. But then I have an inspiration like you, because you get up, you tattoo, you, you, you play a guitar, you, you ride a skateboard. 
Um, and in this case, this security guard made you wait. And by the time they got back, you were pretty much in a coma. Yeah. I mean, and then I, spent the next three days in a hospital. Four days. Four days in a hospital. They let me out Tuesday. And when I got to the hospital, my temperature was 94.1. I was basically hypothermic and my body was going into shock. And for those, uh, anybody listening, what like to, um, what, what was the important thing about a badge at that moment? Uh, you're somebody that if I'm working the turnstile at Disney, you're just walking through. Yeah. Come on in, man. I don't even know if there's any rides that can, can accommodate you, but you're here. Come on in. Like, enjoy a bit of this a bit enjoy something enjoy i don't right? know if i can um when i go it, to shows here in mm -hmm. baltimore or philly um a lot of times i don't even have to wait in line they know who i am and i sometimes i don't even have to have a ticket to go to the show well there's been many times too that you're a star attraction of sorts right you're on the on the stage doing yeah. a performance for people as well yes um so integral part of the show and a unique commodity it, to me that there there's no one as unique. There are people, you know, them more than I, but in my life, like you're the most unique person I know. And I want that around me. Like, why wouldn't I want, I don't know. So anyways, if, if you are in any capacity throughout your day, have the ability to uh, help out somebody with handicap or what, or even just, talk to them like even just be a human right yeah the normal day-to-day -day stuff weather conversation you know or even just hey i like to I... nod at people uh in wheelchairs and stuff when i see them going down the aisles because oftentimes most people are looking away and i see that they are almost in this um kind of bubble yeah that they can experience and that no one is trying to penetrate you know what i mean no one's trying to make eye contact with them or say whatever, but damn, I don't care what kind of situation. If you got a fucking wheelchair, first off, this is going to be one of my most comfortable tattoos. You already got this badass chair. Yeah. You know, I don't need to set up some kind of contraption so I don't have to break my neck to tattoo. You're right. like in the right spot. Well, depending on where we're tattooing, I guess. Yeah, it's harder, harder at the legs. But at any well, rate, they got, I'm them, just, they got those mm -hmm. like. They got those feet rest or whatever they can. You could just straighten Pop right out up there. And there like you an go. Like Robbie Whipple, you know, when mm -hmm. he his leg got he had to get an amputate and something like, dude, you don't need a leg to tattoo, bro. No. Especially nowadays with the wireless machines and stuff. You don't need to have a foot. Uh, You don't even have a foot pedal. You don't even yeah. have all that. You literally press a button on your battery and you're tattooing. What if he was using, if his leg was also an armrest and he could just take it off and armrest somebody with that? Right. Um, but uh, as yourself, you don't really, you used to tattoo though when we had foot pedals, right? Coil yes. machines. I had coils. Um, I still have them in my collection. Uh, mm -hmm. Normally I would tattoo with the um, the micros, like the micro Jonesies or micro okay, yeah. dogs. Um, because they were half the size of, the, of a, a normal coil. Did you have to have different needle bar lengths for those two, like a quarter inch shorter needle needle bars? 
No. Okay. Use the same uh, needle bar and um, tubes. I yeah, use... I didn't know if they stood up on top of one of those yokes to make the shorties. I've always liked the shorty. I mean, now we're getting into stupid geek stuff, but as far as shorty coils go, I've always liked them. Even on, I started to find a love for them, even on my shaders. They slap harder. Um, mm -hmm. And they, um, the center gravity of them is great. Uh, they don't, mm -hmm. and it doesn't, when you have it and then you hooked it to the clipboard, that clipboard and the weight of the machine, it's not really pulling back as much as a, like, giant machine with mm -hmm. two inch coils that you probably experience more than uh, someone like myself because because of your yes. lack of uh, one you can't really stretch you have to have someone else stretch for you am i wrong uh yes i have someone stretch for me um or uh, nowadays really uh mm -hmm. i'm a parts tattooer so like i'll tattoo like the back of a shoulder uh ankle or back of a calf yeah um, you got my ankle motherfucker yeah I right do. on the bone i know <laughs> i was not happy I, with that tattoo ta dude have you seen it lately no i have not seen it, it healed since... up so good well i mean comparatively like yeah. you remember it was it was kind of a rough heel for me too yeah because <laughs> of where it's at right on that action spot and all that and you were getting swamped assed about it at one point because you weren't happy with the way it was turning out yes and so you started to get in that where you're like i'm just gonna keep working it yeah <laughs> you I, was know? Just, I, I was like ah but i now that i've um it looks great I got dude. some better machines that are good for lining and and, and mm -hmm. uh shading I was curious about what machines you, you would use. Everything for you is going to be slightly different than for everybody else. But right now with everybody getting into these, um, where they turn the machine down low and they do that stipply stuff. Yeah. I was See, wondering if it isn't what you're going to be going towards. Um, I have the, I guess what they call the slim, um, FK irons, um, machine and i use the disposable grips because they have a little bit of rubber and they don't slip and mm -hmm. um i line at like six and then like try nice to nice and slow then kind of. yeah uh because i'm not moving my hand as fast as someone with arms mm -hmm. and if i turned it up to eight i would just be ripping someone apart so plus i'm using a four point uh four millimeter stroke instead of like a softer stroke um four point four uh I'd like <laughs> to, right um okay it's also because i don't push down either well that probably gives you a little bit more control actually as i think about it doesn't it? yes yes okay because you can uh, have more of that needle out with yep. and it'd be a little safety because you're kind of playing some of this by the force yeah you're like like a lot, most often we're going to bridge hand something down where we rest on that little heel part of our hand yep. and then kind of use that as stability. But a lot of what you're doing is like, um, crouching tugger, hidden dragon, right? Yeah. Like where she was making those brush strokes. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar with the movie, it won an Oscar people fucking watch. Uh, right? but yeah, then, then you're doing that. That probably actually resonated with you. Am I wrong? Those, the brush stroke, technique that, that she was going over in there what really got me to start doing really good line work and tattooing is i would have a book 
Um, and it's a really old school artist. His name's Stoney Sinclair. And he's similar to me and has messed up hands. Instead of holding a machine like a, your normal way, he flipped his hand upside down. And he held it in between his uh, middle finger and his um, pointer finger. And he, okay. used the, and he used the back of his hand to re rest on his client for stability. So, Is that how you're doing it as well? Yeah. Okay, so your thumb's almost downwards then when you're doing this. Am I right? Uh, my thumb is in the upward motion. My okay. hand is literally upside down uh, while I tattoo. But your thumb is still in the ups upward, up upward, yeah, pointing to the sky. Okay. Yep. Um, I looked at that, and then when I started doing it, I was like, "Holy crap! My line work is mm -hmm. getting really clean." Um, and that's how I've been drawing the stuff on the the iPad. Like a lot of the stuff I've been sh sending you, that how I'm drawing it, and it's coming out super clean. They look and great. I learned you gotta be from, using one of them syrup pens though too, or whatever. One of those nice follow throughs, because you can. I can't get a straight uh, line on my fucking iPad half the time without just you know going, that follow through or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going real slow, and uh -huh. I don't use any of the fancy um, add-ons they have. I just oh no no because I I want to be able to see. I don't like that. There's all this like um stickers and stuff that people can put together to like photoshop like a sleeve and instead of actually drawing it because how do you know you're going to be able to copy that unless you draw it well i'm my defense because i'm using them now is well it also I've makes done it a faster pocket watch enough freaking times yeah exactly <laughs> but you have you have what a decade of more tattooing than I do. Um, and you're also a lot, you've been tattooing longer and you've been tattooing more. So, yeah. When it starts to be those elements that you've already recreated enough times, you, you don't, begin to you see the, the benefit because your client, they, they want this. And what, what isn't seen sometimes is the time in building the tattoo exactly and then like what i'm going through right now is people always want to work with you through sketches and things and then they just want you to throw them away so like they just no. want okay you know that didn't work you know i was wrong i changed my mind a hundred percent like i swear to god i swear to god oh yeah i know it, and you're just like all this so at that point that i can bring in a pen for a leaf uh, and just start popping them down and some roses. See, yeah, boop, boop, that's boop, and then a stopwatch. Here you go. You know you fucking want your Pinterest tattoo. Yeah, I tried to get you to dream outside of the box, and you were like, "I, I like the box. I like the box. I like be con conformed and not go outside." That's that's me though. I'm outside the box, a hundred and ten percent. Uh, life and like music and art. Um. It, you know, art is not meant to be perfect. Art is really, if you think about it, art is made up of multiple accidents that made that piece. Um, 
You I know, don't think you're wrong. Eventually, you those accidents become purposeful, though, right? Exactly. So you know you have to you have to have mistakes to be able to succeed. Um, I was not super good at tattooing when I first started, but I didn't let it stop me. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people with a lot of the stuff they try. They think they're going to pick up something and they're going to be famous or this great thing. And when they don't have something come out the way they want, they automatically stop doing it. That's why I don't play guitar. Well, you had to learn it. I guarantee (laughs) you. Just come out. I guarantee you, if you push like you did with tattooing, you would have some. But again, the stuff you want to do and be really good at it, it takes time and it's something you have to do every day. It's not something, oh, I'm going to pick this up this month and I'm not going to do it for a year. They're going to pick it up again. You can't do that. Inconsistency does not work when you are trying to become the best at something. While well, you're learning for sure, huh? Yeah, that's got was that that's got to be a difficulty for you. Even now, I got to figure. Am I wrong? How how often do you get to tattoo? Uh, You know, since I started doing shows, I've basically Mm -hmm. been doing I tattoo pretty much like every other weekend or every weekend if I'm at a show. Um, But I got those pound of flesh things. And, you know, it's nice to be able to figure out how to get the ink in and how much you have to go to get things saturated but that will never take the uh will never replace actually tattooing a real person right because it's not gonna treat it's not gonna teach you that people jump when there's a sharp needle touching their skin um it's not and they're gonna make your job difficult yeah there's yeah. also it's also harder to push like you uh you have to push a little harder for the silicone stuff those yeah. pound of flesh type things yeah then um then you do for real skin yes you do because it kind of it bounces a little bit more right like i don't know if if skin is more quick to rip and maybe that's its thing and it's the healing process that allows it to stay in or yeah. if there is um but that silicone i was just working i was trying to get my granddaughter to tattoo she's probably too young but i was pretty <laughs> sure i could keep her from poking her finger and it wasn't going in anybody's blood so I was like even if she pokes a little bit she'll just learn yeah or forever be scarred i don't know uh <laughs> we're ready to make some mistakes i guess but she's a because she's a adventurous soul but there you go. She, she wasn't into it so instead she's watched me put her, her name on the side of this hand yeah but you really got to press like first thing i noticed right away i I pull away after I did something that would normally be like a line yeah. and I look at it and I'm like, Ooh, I got to go three times as deep as that. You know? Yeah. You really got to push and you got to go slow with it. You can't just whip it in because it just mm. doesn't hold. Um, and that's one thing I learned from doing a full arm and a hand. And also I got a, like a plaque one that I did like my version of um, Frankenstein. That you you do plaque one. What do you mean? So as you display these now? Yeah, it's like a a flat one, and you can put them in frames. 
Okay. So I was like going to start box or something. Yeah, I was going to start doing that and put them in shadow boxes. And if anybody wanted it or wants them, you know, sell them to them or whatever. But uh, I just like doing them because it keeps it. Basically, I get to do my art on the pound of fleshes. I don't mm-hmm. get to do what I want to do on um clients. They what want, are you normally tattooing then? They want, you know, these little uh jammers that we put out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um my team and I we decided to do little flash jammers and they're a hundred bucks because we are not I'm not super famous and my name's not big enough to be doing and plus I don't want to be doing six seven hour tattoos hold up let's take a moment to try and fix that as little as we can uh what what's your instagram brother my instagram is lowercase j but the o is a zero are you fucking kidding me you got this kind of an explanation with your with your handle yeah we got we got to talk some marketing brother even i know this (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna have Mark Smith call you up and give you some pointers. Uh-oh. What is what is it? Explain it to me again. All right, Your so IG. My, my Instagram is L zero W E R C A S T J. Okay, I like it. It's, Lowercase J, but spelled with a zero. Yeah, um, that's my computer background, basically. Uh. I used to do coding and um I was used to be able to code and do like websites and set up networks and stuff like that. You get you but, didn't want to do it anymore? It wasn't a passion? Um well when I got out of school I tried to get an internship with NASA. Mm-hmm. Um and they were at their their they're like beginner level. They had for setting up networks. They would have people. You basically would have to crawl through the ceiling and pull the wires through the ceiling. And they weren't trying to make any accommodations. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't want a desk job anyway, because it would drive me nuts. And I always since I was younger, I always wanted to be a tattooer or at least own my own shop. Um, how, how long uh, when you say younger? How old? I was like six seven years old when you start seeing tattoos like that yeah i told my mom you wanted to part yeah i was like i want i'm gonna be a tattooer when i get older you're kidding me oh my god that's awesome yeah um i just thought the lifestyle was cool and i really liked what she think of it she was not happy with it okay (laughs) (laughs) but now she's always having to i'm guessing um, worry somewhat as mothers will oh, about yes. the limitations of their their son or their children and and the ventures. So my mother even told me art was not necessarily a career for me. Even though I was I was she I would be asked, "What do you want to do? I want to be an artist." My mom was like, "Ooh, they're all starving." Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about architecture? She would always she always pushed me on architecture, and it until eventually when I I became criminally minded and out a little bit out of control i mean other traumas were invented but it was a lot of that statement that actually held me back from recognizing that my true outlet was not crime drugs or whatever my true outlet should have been art all along 
but it was bred out of me because it wasn't ever a, a light at the end of the tunnel or a carrot that could even be grabbed because of the limitations that family was happy to put on me uh, for fear that I wouldn't succeed. Your mother's yeah. got to have a fear of that based off of your handicap. So when she's thinking about you doing things, she's like, wow, right. Or, or, or it's not how- that she's mm-hmm. always been fearful of people uh, taking advantage of me or using me. Um, I've done my two careers. You were not like a mother would not be happy about it. My one was your first that, your first I, was porn or, or no sideshow. <laughs> I did sideshow. Oh, and for so she's worried years. about you being the a spectacle and not respected or something. Yeah, but that's I don't know. It, there's two ways to look at it, and uh, I don't know. I like Chris Steele's outlook on it a lot. I like and his Chris is, Steele. Man, he's an awesome kid. And, Me and, and him his and outlook him. on it is that you're special and unique, and you're giving people something, and however they take it is however they take it. But the way that you design it and present it that's what you control and you know what it's intended to mean yeah and and that's it i just want i don't know um i don't go about life thinking oh i'm gonna inspire anybody or i want the um i'm just doing my thing Mm -hmm. and if it happens to inspire people and make people think twice about oh well i don't really have it that bad because I can use my arms or bend my knees and get down steps or whatever easily, or just people like, Oh, look at that dude. He is not complaining. I do complain. Trust me. I do complain. (laughs) I have my, I have my days where I'm not wanting to be around people and I don't want to deal with the world. Um, And that's because of traumas and things that I've, you know, held and not expressed as a younger adult or uh until now but you're getting right. it out now is that what the music is about it, yeah the music and and the paintings and the tattooing and like um just going out because i don't yeah i have health issues and physical limitations but I'm not ever going to, like, I went to the hospital, and that's not going to stop me from going to shows, festivals, or doing conventions, because if you live your life in fear of dying or getting sick, you're never going to leave your house. You're never going to experience life to the fullest. Never live your life at all. I have a saying that's tattooed on my collarbone that Troy Temple tattooed on me, and it's called it's live your life or don't live at all. And I really believe that. I like if, it. if you don't live your life, you're not living. And you only get one life. And it can be taken away just like that. I don't uh, want to ever be like, what if? You know, I've gotten I've been I'm friends with bands, friends with our real successful and awesome artist and i count i think i'm very lucky because yes i've had a hard life but the universe throws these little 
Easter eggs my way. Uh-huh. Like What do you mean? I'll be on a guest list for a show. Like, I'm doing this song with Tony Campos, the bass player from Static X. Anytime they come through <laughs> town, I'm on their guest list. And I get to hang out and be in the backstage with them. And I get to talk to him, text him anytime. How how did this come about? Where how where do you meet? Um, what was his name? Tony Tony Campos from mm-hmm. Static X. He plays bass. So in 2009, I was still doing sideshow, and I got a phone call saying, "Hey, do you want to do this uh national tour for three months? We're going to be doing sideshow in between bands, and the two headlining bands are." Mudvayne and Black Label Society and Static X is going to be on the bill as well. And I was like, are you kidding? These are all bands I grew up listening to. I'm right. a huge new metal and metal fan. And it just if someone told me in school that I would be friends with these people, I wouldn't believe them. And I did this tour uh, with them. We became friends and I, you know, over the time we just were just hanging tour, out backstage and seeing each other at the uh, the eater venue venues or something. Uh, yeah, you know, just going to the the catering and eating and chilling and hanging out and becoming friends and like it's like being at camp for the whole summer. You know, you you vibe with certain people and then you know exchange numbers or info so you can keep in touch. The whole time we were on tour. I would be, I had a little mini uh, flying V Epiphone that that was made for a kid that I had taken all a guitar, right? Yeah. I had taken all the other stuff out, the generic stuff and put in pro like stuff. And by flying V uh, for those not aware, the most rocking of all guitars. Yes. (laughs) Um, so DC Warlock trying to catch up, but man, just too funky, just too no, funky looking, too funky. Um, and uh, so I would be on their bus and playing and diddle and just fiddling around the guitar. And like they liked my attitude and like how I just kind of did stuff, and they knew I was into music. So we kind of talked about it, and eventually he was like, Hey, whatever happened in that track we were supposed to work on and the music we we're supposed to do, and I was like, Oh. So we finally got to it this year. Oh, wow. so it was, it was by his prodding as well. Yes. I mean, there's some kind of it, something cool about the whole thing, but some kind of cool when it it's not you right. Working your ass off to be recognized by these guys. It's these high. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go it on limb. High end celebrities, red yeah. carpet traveling celebrities invited yeah. to the Oscars. And during which he texts you and he was like, who's slapping who? Oh, I don't even care. Just a second. I got to text Jason and finish this. And he said, hey, man, we got that very important album we were working on. And everybody's like, oh, my God, did you see that? And he's like, I don't even care. Fuck Will Smith and Jada Pickett. <laughs> that's pretty much. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Like uh, we they were on a tour with Rob Zombie and Mudvayne and I went to the venue and I did not know that I had, I had gotten put on two bands guest lists and I had a. How did you find out to even know though? When I went, when I went up to the will call, I was like, I should be on Mudvayne's guest list, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, is your name Jason Brown? Like, yes. They were like, oh, you're on Mudvayne and Static X's thing. And you have a pass to go wherever you want. I'm like, what? 
that's awesome. Because I don't really want to bug them because, you know, it's their show. And they yeah, need but let's to- also be honest, general admission for you is going to suck unless you're on one of your friend's shoulders. Right. Like you're yeah, getting no, no one's going to put you're going to get pushed around. No one's going to see you. I've gotten to a point now at my local venues or shows i do not like to go to shows unless i'm on a list and i know the band Mm -hmm. because they will put me on stage side stage so i can see i cannot see when i'm in general admission and you don't like looking at everybody's kneecaps and assholes huh yeah it's not fun (laughs) like hey so what's going on on stage they're rocking out oh Oh, awesome that's cool It's like all I see is the back of your head. Right. Well, that's awesome to well, obviously it's awesome. It uh, when does this drop though? Uh as far as the album or how how's the progress going on it? Right now I'm waiting on the lead guitarist to get his guitar track done and sent to me. Then I will get the rhythm guitar done and then I have to do my vocals. And then hopefully I'll send and then I'll send it off to Tony and hopefully he'll get the rest of the stuff that we need to do to get it the track finished. And then hopefully throughout the year we'll get a couple more songs done. Um usually when he's not on tour, he can usually jam something out for me, which is really you, nice. you guys have worked on stuff before then. Um we've kind of like talked and um brainstormed. Um, he What's already kind of know, like he knows the style that I like, and like uh, I'm very familiar with his playing, and I like how he plays. So I kind of like, hey, I'm gonna program the drums, and whatever you feel like doing is gonna sound awesome. Good to it. You just send him the drums then first. Yeah, that's where it starts. Yes. How much technology? It's got to be. I, I, you you wrote code, so obviously it was an integral part of your life at some point. But yeah. technology, like what the picture you showed me of the things you're using right now, I guess to record your voice, now has made it to a place where you it's much easier for you to do this, right? Back yes, I don't in the have 80s, to you would have to fly out or something. Oh yeah, I would have to go into a studio, and and here's the thing: I've been in studios. They're cool. They're great. Um if you know exactly what you're doing uh, doing and you're going to hammer it out um <laughs> that but, ain't bad though when we're talking about heavy metal if you know what you're doing and you right? can go in there and doom it quick man yeah um there was time that i've spent 7 hours in the studio and did not get anything that i liked um right. and guess what that was $700 down the drain <laughs> so i would much I've rather heard have these similar problems with james brown himself Yes, um, I'd much rather have my own recording equipment and kind of figure it out and see what I like. So that way I can be the, the producer and the artist, because sometimes producers do weird stuff to your your stuff. And you're like, what are you doing? Why did you do that? I did not envision this. Yeah, so. I don't know uh, if we didn't even see that with Metallica and Bob Rock. I mean, a couple of good albums. Right. And then. Right. What was that albatross shit? And didn't it just get worse after that? I don't even know. I completely uh listen wrote them they, off like they're on tabloids at the checkout counter now. They lost their powers of thrashing when they cut their hair. It seemed like that, but I went and watched Loaded, and I think it, maybe it was Reloaded. Oh yeah, tour. the 
the loaded and have you watched um i think it's on netflix or hulu the monster i've become uh hmm. i thought where, it was some kind of monster or something like yeah that. some kind of monster and yeah. it was like james literally like was like i don't want to deal with you all for like a year <laughs> yeah uh yes well i guess so, I, I didn't watch all of it i started to get into it and i cared less about it i began to respect jason newstead a lot more for yes. his decision to leave yeah and and also i respected jason newstead or from back in the days of Flotsam and Jetsam. He was yeah. in that, wasn't he? Am I wrong? Yeah. I feel like we kind of followed him there. And I was like, man, this is a crazy choice. But then they came up with Albatross and you saw the switch. I think what Newstead was playing with, um, who's the guy you used to play with Ozzy? Oh. Um, Singer, uh, Snyder. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Zach Wild, right? Zach Wild. Um, yeah, he is such a sweetheart, dude. I was on Met tour him? with yeah, I was on tour with them in 2009. I'm friends with uh JD, their bass player. Um what's Zach it with Wild, you and bass players, bro? What <laughs> it, it must it what's it with you and bass players? It's like uh, I know his bass player. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh Creed, not the best band, but uh, you know, his bass player is pretty good guy. <laughs> I mean, um Nah, you know, Striper, like, that that Christian rock band. Yeah, yeah, I know him a bit. Toured with him. No, their bass is really good. We just jam. I just jam with bass players. They're more relaxed, I think. Um, Does it come to the the relationship between bass and drums as being the real driver of almost all the music that you like there in, in that genre? Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, I mean, we know that electric. It's it's kind of. I mean, I can't say it's nothing without the electric guitar, but if you listen to a bunch of Steve Vai or something like that, then and even that's got drums. Like it's, you could, it's you that's could have bones. a you could literally have a rock album with a drummer and a bass player and a, and a vocalist. Um, but the guitar does add a extra oomph to it. Um. I just got along with them, and it was funny because Zach doesn't let people on stage, um, side stage while he's playing, and it, I had kind of long hair and a beard, and they were calling me like mini Zach Wild, and uh, mm. he let me. I would like do these little guitar spins. I would spin the guitar around my shoulder and catch it, um, and he got he let me uh, stand side stage while they played a lot of times. And it was really, it was a really awesome experience. And he's a really awesome. nice guy. That is super cool. Right. Amazing music too. He's a oh, Black yeah. Label Society, right? No, yeah. Played Black with Label. Ozzy Osbourne for so, there's so many years. He and started that, playing with Ozzy when he was 16 years old. Um, is it that young? Yeah. When Randy Rhodes died, he auditioned. After Randy Rhodes died, he auditioned. And he was playing with Ozzy when he was like 16 years old. Did you get to get any of this story straight from him too, or is it just knowledge that you absorbed over the time? Uh, Just knowledge. He didn't really pick his brain, but um, we got to sit down and like have drinks and just hang out. And it was really a uh, really cool time. And I got this, got to go on his bus. Mm -hmm. That thing was decked out. Yeah. Yeah. It Give was you really Glimpses really cool. of, of what the future should be for any striving artist. Yes. Uh, I think is explain uh, it. What was it? 
It was like a mini mansion, dude. With gold everywhere. On wheels. Like the the bus got the thing went out, so it like got wider, so you had more room. Um and they had like huge bed in the back. It was great. And TVs everywhere. Oh, what happened? Hello? Kyle. I lost you. Here he comes. Hello. I had lost you. Technical difficulties, brother. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) So I I was getting around to this to try and talk about, uh, you know, how tech technology has been a great um, ability for you. Like Uh, as technology advances, your life gets better. I got to figure. Technology like the iPad for me has leveled the playing field uh with like drawing and all that i've always been real good on like with computers and stuff like that um i'm just real good with technology and i have a brain um i didn't take algebra but i have my brain's wired to do critical thinking so if doing i've a and B don't equal C, then I have to do something to figure to get to what I'm trying to do. Um, like, uh, I always had to think chrono- uh, that way, like putting my braces on, getting dressed, using um, tools. Mm-hmm. Tools are very important. I need the right tool for the right job. Um and if it, I have the right tool for the right job, I can do what I'm trying to do. Like the like putting braces on. Yeah, the, you you can you can't touch your toes, can you? Yes, I can bend. Okay. I can bend down completely in half and touch my uh feet. Okay, I didn't know um, if, if um uh, th- there's. So, I, I apologize for not no, being. You don't need you know, to for apologize. being ignorant of it. But You're uh, not ignorant. You don't know. You don't hang out with me on a daily well, now, basis. Well, now, now, now I'm not right. <laughs> that's that's the slow <laughs> paralysis of ignorance. Is uh is is it shouldn't be afraid either. I I would hope. Um, too much embarrassment around ignorance gets people to stop learning to not be ignorant. If that makes sense, you the know. The only way you learn is by asking questions. If you don't ask the question then you're not going to get the answer or you're not going to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm always constantly asking questions. Um, so braces, important part of your day-to-day? Yes. Helping I, you get um, my left leg didn't fuse completely, so trying mm-hmm. to walk without that brace is uh, painful. Dialysis. Are, are are you a candidate for in-home dialysis or is this not possibly a, a good thing even for you? I've heard mixed reviews on them. I would have to rely on someone to stab me and make sure my blood pressure is okay during the whole treatment. And my mom helped me pretty much my entire life doing peritoneal dialysis. And I just don't want to do that. So I just, and going to a center, it gets me out of the house. I follow. I don't leave my house very often because I don't drive and things mm-hmm. very far. So I just kind of hang out here. Now you stay in Baltimore, right? 
Uh, well, I'm in Aberdeen. I just tell people Baltimore okay. because if you say Baltimore, Maryland, people are like, oh, I know where that's at. Aberdeen sounds like it's way south somewhere. It is way north. I'm like an hour and 30 minutes from Philadelphia, and I am five minutes from Cal Ripken Stadium. Okay. Because he has. You go? I have not gone to an okay. Iron Board, uh, Iron Birds um, game. Believe it or not. Iron not. Birds. Yeah, that's his team. Okay. The Iron they're, Birds. They're not. MLB is that right? I don't even know if that's right. They're like they're not I'm bad with my sports. They're not like I don't I don't know. I may be getting this wrong, but like uh League One or 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 whatever the level mm -hmm. yeah the pro, they, the pro they don't baseball. have their own yeah, starter jerseys. Yeah, they're on like ESPN. Yeah, they're like second or third league or whatever. It's where okay. people go to get notice. Minors. Yeah, yeah, it's man, like there you, there you go. I'm trying not, to make um, you step to the big leagues. Yeah, I don't know sports very well, uh, unless you consider skateboarding a sport. Um, well, we do. Were you involved with uh, other sports um, debate or anything like that, or or even chess or anything as a kid? Well, when I was a kid, I was the manager for the lacrosse team, and I would play midi every now and then. Mid range. Yeah, the mid well midfield. Oh my god, that's and awesome, I, dude! Yeah, um, I had really good. Uh, I could handle the ball real well with my lacrosse stick. Um, mm -hmm. so was, how was, how worried your mom when you're out there? Uh, you know, I think my mom, she's all she's a naturally very worried person. So anything I do, her worry level is <laughs> like on a ten. Yeah, well, lacrosse is not known to be the softest sport. No, I got it. Uh, I don't even know why I did it, but um, we were playing, we were tossing around, and like someone went to shoot the ball into the goal, and the goalie wasn't paying attention. And I ran and stuck my leg out, and uh -huh. I had, and luckily it hit the brace, so it was you know, um, protected. But it was like, why did I do that? I could have like really like got <laughs> yeah. my leg knocked off, and that's what your mom's scared of it the whole time, right? Yeah, because I don't think about stuff; I just do stuff. Good. I'm I just, mean, somewhat, right? Because it's I, lettuce here too, right? I'm kind of like that uh, in that part of the Batman movie where Joker's like, "I'm like a wild dog chasing a car, and if I caught it, I wouldn't even know what to do with it." I just do things. So that that's kind of me. I just kind of do things. Are you plenty happy to be that? Yes. Th so I am. I don't think I could be any other way. Like when I was 18, uh, I had gotten an offer to do a television show out in Istanbul, Turkey. And it was two weeks after I had gotten my second kidney transplant and i flew like 14 hours to istanbul and <laughs> i came back and mom's like where'd you go i was like oh i went to turkey Wait, she didn't even know that you had left you didn't no. tell her no i did not tell her where I was did going. you think she would be scared or something no i thought she was gonna be mad and yell at me and tell me not to go because so I was better too... to ask for forgiveness 
yes, that's that's my philosophy in in life is better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I'm beginning to think we should add your mom on the show too. <laughs> I, I feel like I could really explore her worries because I'm of course a parent. Yes, and you, you know are. you have these concerns about uh, helicopter parenting or under parenting all yeah. at the same time. And I bless if you read anything, it's going to tell you one or the other and you don't know where to land. Well, here you are trying to sacrifice your leg <laughs> for a score on a, yep. on a game. Yep. Man, there's been plenty of times I've done something dumb like that. That's uh, I chipped my teeth, my two front teeth. One time I was going off a ramp with a bike and I flipped over the front handlebars. And then the other time I chipped. You the were riding one. a bike, too. Yeah, I can ride bikes if I, I basically just take the pedals off in the bike chain and I pedal with my feet. OK, it like push it forward. Yeah, yeah. And then get you can get downhill hill motion. And then I. What do you yeah, put your feet well, on? You put a peg through the where, I, where the crank used to be. No, I put uh pegs on the front of the bike where you would put them to grind, and I just put my feet up there. Okay, right. I just kind of ride it like it's a a chopper. Right, makes it a little top heavy sometimes. Yeah, especially when you don't have arms because you're leaning. Ba you're basically <laughs> on top of the handlebars. So He's if you hit anything, so if you hit anything, you're going forward. Yeah, Superman. Sweet. So what? What did you hit? Uh, I was going off a ramp and I just, oh, went because over you, the... it wasn't enough to just ride it. Yeah. They had ramps. So why not? Yep. Where's your mom? Uh, she was inside. <laughs> Nowhere somewhere. around. She was inside no, okay. somewhere. Did she know um, you were doing this? Oh yeah. She knew I, man, oh, awesome. she knew I was Good. doing all that, all kinds of crazy stuff growing up. So that you hit this ramp. How was the land? How was the flight? Let's start there, huh? It was great until I hit the ground. <laughs> and then I You like that weightless moment where you're yeah. just like, this is awesome. What did it slow down like um we see in the movies? No. Okay. They just went up and then down and then over the handlebars. But the thing is, I didn't even know I uh knocked my tooth out. My friend's like, Your mouth's bleeding. I'm like, huh? Well, I'm like, oh. So how much how much of your tooth did it take? Like half of it. Right on. So, I've I got think, a, uh, my my front tooth is missing from much stupid stuff as well. Yeah, now I got a know, crooked smile. Listen, man, I don't even smile showing my teeth. Um, I just don't like to. No, my teeth. My teeth are all jacked up from uh falling, uh having really high fevers as a baby, and throwing up. So like. My teeth are like the enamel's basically gone. It's down to the dentin, and then like my gums are kind of overgrown because of just the medicine I've been on my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I just, if I smile, I smile with not showing my teeth. <laughs> Darn it! it I'm just with happens. It. Smiles are nice though. I know that sometimes yeah. it's, when somebody isn't able to partake in that, that does suck. Uh, I look forward to Invisalign getting better. And, but they got a plan for you because if you're saying this, it's down to the dentist, you're pretty much going to lose your teeth within oh, the yeah. next few years too, right? You're going to be chomper. You're going to have a beautiful set of fucking dentures, ain't you? I'm going to have a beautiful set of dentures when I'm like in like the next 20 years. Trust me. I met, my dad had them. And uh, I don't know. 
my 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 friend my best friend brandon has the set now man he's got such a pretty smile piece of poo <laughs> my dad has them and then some of my other friends have them and they, they all have like really nice smiles i'm like i hate you even though it's fake right. i right. hate you but they got a cup that they got to put it in at now right <laughs> hey man it's no different than i have to take the jewelry out of my lip and put it right. in something every night that I'm wondering that's that's why I like to see as technology technology advances, it's going to advance people like yourselves lives further and possibly in ways that I wouldn't imagine generally. And so for me, if I'm looking for positive things in in techno technology's advance, because certainly I can shit, I can shit, excuse me, I can sit and, and um, look at everything and shake my fist as, as it challenges the status quo that I'm used to. And I can imagine that these kids with their tablets are going to be far under intelligent and, you know, with AI writing their their documents for them in school. If, but at the same time, I can see that technology helps out many others in oh, great, yeah. great ways. Um, when I was younger and I wanted to drive and stuff, the technology was very very expensive now it's not so expensive and now you can literally just wheel your wheelchair into a van or something and you can steer the vehicle with your little joystick from your your chair and and the steering wheel spins so you getting one i would no they can't (laughs) get me i wouldn't be able to get a license because i'm partially blind in my left eye right on Part of the kid, the dialysis, the kidney uh, no, situation. It's from, no, it's from, it's from hitting my head so much as a kid, and then <laughs> I finally had a clot uh, oh, pressed down on my ocular nerve, and they were like, "Oh, we can fix it by taking your eye out," and then do. I'm like, "No, you're just going to give me more problems." And I can see out of one eye and partially blind out of the other, and still have depth perception. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You will so stay you away see, from my head. You can see where the ramp's at. Yes. Brother, I can see where the ramp's at. I can't say I've stayed too long and I've said too much because I've still got more. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to keep it short because I also need to keep my energy level up. Yes. Because I'm hoping to talk to Jimmy later on tonight. And it's a late night one. I'm out with boring when it's my friends. I don't talk right. So I'm already <laughs> worried. I need to uh, go and fine. do some meditating. You'll be fine. Do some meditating, deep breathing, and have like uh, like a <laughs> some some chai tea or something with some. Uh, they'll give you a little pep, and you'll be all right. All right, I look forward to it. You come back on here and keep us abreast of what you're up to, brother. I will. All right, I appreciate it, Jason. We'll talk to you again soon. Hit me one more time though before we sign off, if you don't mind. I just have my Instagram and that you that you can see my skateboarding, tattooing, artwork and what I'm up to on like a daily basis or monthly. So if you're listening, please drop by and at least say hi. Just give them a comment. We recognize you. We see you. The divine light in us recognizes the divine light in you. Some yes. shit. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't say know something. Positive. Hey, right. Love you, brother. Thanks a lot Love for being too. part of this. Hey, thanks for having me. And I uh, hope we can do it again. Oh, yeah. Take care, man. You too. Bye.